0: Hello, everyone. This is Neil with the Dastardly Gentleman, welcoming you to the Dastardly Gentleman podcast. With me, I have Frank. Say hi, Frank. Douchebag intro. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, like, it, it, I feel like you should drink out of a Dixie cup and have a tap-out hat. Shit, <laughs> I <was> just kidding. <laughs> I mean, please tell me you don't have a tap-out hat at least don't fulfill the other part of that. I I mean, like 50% douchebag is you could slide it in there. (laughs) Let me ask you a question. And I mean, and I and I have to know because I was thinking about this a little bit earlier. How would you like to be the lady who has to to paint the tip on the edge on the end of the dildos? What? <laughs> like, because like, like, you know, if, if you ever watch like, not that you necessarily should, but if you ever watch like a documentary on like, you know, like Dilla making a like, look shut up, don't judge me. Like, there's a, there's always like some old lady that's just painting the knob on it. No, dude. And it's, <laughs> I mean, she's, just imagine, she sits there for 12 hours a day on her feet, painting dicks.
0: Really? <laughs> that's yeah. a thing?
1: Yeah. Okay. Today I learned. <laughs> I mean, do you ever stand there and be like, where did I go wrong? <laughs> this is my life. <laughs> well, I could could at last a chance to use my degree. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do, but do you think that there are some do you think that in the dildo factory there are overachievers?
0: What do you mean? Like, like somebody that's really artistic. Like,
1: like yeah, they like they paint the tip, <laughs> but then they like they, they go like they go like down the veins, you
0: know, and get some deep shadowing in there. I you don't know? think so. I, I would imagine it's a... Do you think
1: they just kind of like, they just take it and just dip it in a bucket of paint and be like, it's pink on the end, and then just
0: hand it off? <laughs> I mean, put yourself in their shoes. If that was your life, would you go above and beyond? <laughs> dip. Mouth. Paint. <laughs> no, no.
1: I mean, it'd be like, one for them, one for me. <laughs> nah, you no know? dude, that's... You know?
0: That's not cool.
1: That's soup, no, thievery is not good. Don't do it. <laughs> Unless it's dildos. But then a lot of things are dildos, so.
0: Well, welcome to the podcast, folks. That was a great intro by Frank and uh, a good lesson on dildo making. If uh, you didn't know, you know now. And it's <laughs> the not- more you know. And that is something you can't unknow. <laughs> there
1: is an old lady that has had her hands all over your dildo. <laughs>
0: I don't even. I don't. What? Oh, man. Highbrow stuff here, guys.
1: I just like. I just imagine someone's grandma. It's just like, why is these a horse? What? <laughs> <laughs> what do I do
0: <laughs> oh
1: my God. is there a paint by numbers class you know you
0: I know don't think saying? so
1: dude uh, and do they, do they have like like webinars
0: no <laughs> moving on <laughs> tonight we're uh, yeah we're gonna talk about stuff and things really just current events um we're going to call this one two minutes to midnight. I
1: want to go first before Neil gets all fucking super in the doldrums. You're doldrums, And just, no, gets upset. He's going to get upset. And then I'm going to get upset. And then we're going to be both upset. But I want to talk about something fun first. Okay, go. Not including dildos. Look, Relax, we're done. We're done with the dildos. <laughs> no,
0: we're never really done. I mean.
1: No, you just put them away. <laughs> Go on <laughs> fucking go. <laughs> okay, so I want to talk about virtual reality. And, and we've talked about it before, but it, 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 I've, I've recently purchased and played two games that involve virtual reality in some form or another. One, the one that if you, if you watched it, uh, I streamed the whole thing. Uh, I played Resident Evil 7. And the idea that Resident Evil 7 is fully VR compatible is fucking horrifying, first of all. It's fucking horrifying because there's so much shit that's like in your face in the game yeah and and I can see where like it would basically just cause some people go because I mean like you know it's like hey you know hey Nana put this on nah it's funny oh well someone call meat wagon because Nana just got the shit scared out of her yeah because like because it, 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 there's just, there's scenes there was I didn't realize it was VR compatible until like almost on like my second night and then it kind of made sense because there are so many times in in throughout the course of Resident Evil where like it, they'll do shit kind of like do you remember like in the very beginning whenever 3D was just starting to be a thing for the movies yeah and like they'd be like they'd be like oh, oh. yeah and it was like a cheap 3D moment right Resident Evil is rife with that and it didn't occur to me that it was VR compatible until like the second day and then i read the thing and i was like oh okay well that explains why they keep doing that because th- there are there so many times even like in the stream i'm like why are they doing that why are they putting shit in my face <laughs> like i mean like the you know because they you know the guy will come up he'll be like you like what's up boy and i'm like Argh! it's fucking everything's in like they're trying to like they're putting knives in your mouth and shit and i'm like why is everything going in the face <laughs> I mean, like, I don't understand. I mean, I know it's, I know it's first person, but like, holy shit, everything is going in my face it, and, and <laughs> I just, it, <laughs> but they're like either the death scenes in, in Resident Evil. It's like, they would be so much more horrifying it, b- with you know, being in VR right. because you, you get the full look around whenever, like she stabs you in the chest with a shot with, with, the, with the, with the, the, the. Cut down trees, motorized uh, chainsaw. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! Don't judge me. So, but like, she stabs you in the chest with the chainsaw, yeah. and then blah, 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 cuts you from like you know mid to neck, and you, you can. Oh, I mean, it's not there, but fuck, it's horrifying and it's loud, you know. And I don't, it just, it, it would be really cool slash terrifying, and I hope that Resident Evils. Like kind of is sort of like the jumping off point for a lot of VR because right now like I, I've been looking into An in Oculus Rift but it doesn't feel like there's a lot in there that isn't super gimmicky. Sure. That isn't just like you know a game that's designed just to have those little moments like the the 3D movie thing. Right. That, that's that's all it is or, or or it's like a like it's a little like uh, Wii Sports type situation where like you get like the little like you're know, like oh you have a bone arrow eh, and that's the game. Yeah, I mean there's nothing. There's no there's no games of plots. There's no games of stories. There's no real game. It's just small insular events. And they're fucking really expensive. Yeah. And, and so then you have Resident Evil, which is a full uh, a full price title, but it comes with AAA development and time voice acting. I mean, it, it was it was fantastic, but it's also not just for VR, but it is VR compatible and you can use it in VR and you can get that, that super immersive experience. Yeah. The other game that I played, which I think if I played it in VR, like I'm, I'm literally just thinking about it and I'm sweating and I, I have not played this game in VR and it is it is look, I, I mean, if you, you guys if you've ever watched me play, I played nothing but fucking horror games basically and I don't get scared but this game fucking terrifies me. If you ever watch the death live streams, sharks and shit underwater shit is fucking awful. So I bought Subnautica and Subnautica is a beautiful, b super duper atmospheric and and just rich with detail and and c it's fucking VR compatible. So I'm like, do I dare play something like that? Would my heart just give out like almost <laughs> instantaneously? Like I very opening part of that that game, I jumped in the water and he jumps in the water and he moves his hands. I, I literally jumped out of my chair because I saw his hand. I thought it was a fucking fish. And I was I was going <laughs> to die. That was it. It was the end. And out of my heart, just, oh, oh, God. And then the shit that actually does try to kill me, I, I just seize up. Like,
0: I'm, <laughs> just let i just, I just can't do anything. I just,
1: <laughs> and I just, they real, and I'm like, oh, I just <laughs> got to go. I, I've, ter- I've literally all that forward the game. Yeah. It's like nope, can't do it. And it was, it was funny because I felt good because then I got the flashlight in that game, and and because the, they got the they got the VR touch now. And I'm like, is that is that how it's gonna work And this? Or are you gonna like be able to like aim shit and whatever with with the VR touch in in Subnautica and and, and, and to a lesser degree in Resident Evil? Where like you have like the flashlight, and you kind of look around. But I got the flashlight in Subnautica, and it made it fifty fucking thousand times scarier. <laughs> I mean, it was scary enough in the dark, but, like, everything fucking glows in one way or another in that game. I got the flashlight, and, like, it does the flashlight thing where, like, you know, hey, it's really bright right here, but everything on the immediate outside is, like, a little bit darker. Right. Nope. Now it's just fucking super-duper terrifying because you're like, I don't know what's happening out there. <laughs> I'm so fu- I'm so fucked. I Oh, God. And then there's a part, my anxiety kicked into high gear in that game. And this would be this would be literally the worst thing in VR. Where like I got to the edge of this abyssal shelf and it was just blue. You just see rays of light coming through the ocean, and there's just nothing out there. I'm, just, and I'm like, nope, nope. Turn this shit around. Get back in that fucking life pod, and you sit in there and you starve to fucking death. You do not <laughs> go back out in this ocean. There is mean shit in here, and you will die. And it's gonna be fucking awful. <laughs> But I hope that those games, acting because they're they're you know you can do you can do keyboard and you can do mouse or you can do the VR, right. and I hope, I genuinely hope that that is going to be a trend until VR really starts to come into its own because I don't feel like it's there yet. I don't feel like VR is worth the price tag not right now just no, because like not. there's just. You you you, got, you don't really have games like Resident Evil and Subnautica are literally the first ones I've been like, this is a full game. Admittedly, Subnautica is not done yet. But like Resident Evil is an actual full game that you can play on VR and you can justify the price tag for being a full price title with a full price experience versus like I spent 20 bucks and I shot a bow and arrow and I kind of had some fun. Because like they're unbelievably pricey and the best programs for the Oculus Rift and the Vibe are fucking free. Yeah, so it's like, do you do you want to spend eight hundred dollars to pretend like you're in a movie theater? I don't.
0: I mean, that's just way too much money. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's <laughs> a lot of games out there that are um, VR compatible, um, especially on Steam. Um, games like Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. I mean,
1: oh, that's true. That's a good one.
0: Um, that's a good one, but you can play it just fine without VR. It's more of an immersive experience mm-hmm. with VR. But I mean, VR was an afterthought. I think. I think that that. that
1: vr th- at this point like like i said they're just going from you can play it with the sort of thompson sword and board you can play it with a keyboard and mouse you can play it with vr but like there's like that, it's like that um you know they're kind of coming into their own like yeah. the, because they got to have like you know introduction of the you can do this and it's almost like showing developers like you know this this is possible you don't have to go the wii route and be super innovative you can have an actual fucking game right actual fucking story etc and you can make it vr you don't have to be spine-breakingly different and and it's it's nice to see where you have something like subnautica and, and and resident evil and you can actually make it have vr be relevant sure in some way and I, I just I love that. I love I love the idea of the immersion and that they're actually embracing it and they, that you have there's potential there to go somewhere with it versus just, you know I got a balloon, yay.
0: <laughs> no, that's that's the that's the gimmick oh. idea that game developers and uh console makers <laughs> need to keep an eye out for. I mean you look at the Wii, you look at the connect for the Xbox, you look at the PS move, those are all cool gimmicks. But I mean you can't really, you can't use controls like that because it's not precision enough for gamers. No. So, you, the only thing you can do with a Kinect that is actually functional and fun is fucking dancing games or Fruit Ninja. Um, yep. With the Wii, I mean, swinging shit around, it's still like you can never truly swing shit around, like. Like Star Wars Force Unleashed, for example, I was super yeah, excited. Like... like, anytime you would swing, it would give you a predetermined swing that it already had in, embedded in the game. So mm. it was just kind of fake motion sensitivity. I, it sucked. <laughs> and that, the same that, thing with the PS Move.
1: That's that's exactly how it was with the whenever I played um, the first Call of Duty game that came out in the Wii, because they were like, you know, be be part of the battle, and you know, you can and you. Yeah you know, you rifle butt somebody, but you're not really, I mean, you and it's the same, it's the same motion over and over again. I mean, like, you're not like, you know, charge it to fuck you, it's right. just, you know, you're, you're like, and the guy's just because you did it, you know, you were too into it, and you, you swung it, and the, the, yep. the wheeze just, hmm? yeah. you know, and then Next thing you're fighting, you're fighting a you're like, ah, fuck, and you're trying to fight him up, and it doesn't work because you're moving too fast, and the Wii just can't pick it up.
0: Yeah, and then like, you, you look at games like, there's a game for VR, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like, you're basically at work. <laughs> it's a job. Oh, a uh, job simulator. Job simulator, yeah, and like, okay, that makes sense, but it's still not precision enough. You still gotta like, uh, or, or uh, gotta find the barcode on the thing to scan it, you know?
1: Right, That that's part of that uh, that gamut of shovelware, I'm gonna call them shovelware, of, like, Surgeon Simulator and, and shit like that. Yeah. All the simulator games that came out, like, all around the same time yeah. that are just fucking atrocious. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I mean, Surgeon Simulator is okay. Job Simulator, you're you're pushing it. <laughs> Everything else... You're basically horseshit. Surgeon Simulator is awful. <laughs> I have never played it, uh,
0: but I but I know that it's VR now. Um, Surgeon Simulator was made particularly to be incredibly difficult. Like the controls, I, I imagine. Like it was, it's not oh, okay. You got to be precision with this, that, and the other. No, you have every key on the uh, every single finger you have has its own key. <laughs> so you can move like all of your fingers <laughs> when you're doing fucking and you gotta move it with the mouse and like so <laughs> literally you're you're like, okay, I really just wanna move my, my thumb and my index fingers so I can get shit done and then you're like all right, okay. <laughs> it's it was a funny idea and I'm glad it was made, but you're never really meant to actually be good at that game.
1: <laughs> right. Did you, the the Kotaku did a video or Kotaku did an article. Uh, about a video that was done, I can't remember who did the video. I'm sorry, but um, I read I read it on Kotaku that um, they did had actual surgeons playing a surgeon simulator, mm-hmm. and they were fucking awful at it. Oh yeah, and it made me very happy. Just
0: <laughs> like, because, like, I got
1: they were getting really pissed off, and I'm like, I know, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's I mean that's that that's no surprise, but it's the same kind of concept of you know, professional musicians sucking at rock band or whatever. Yeah. But, but I mean, no, they, they made that game on purpose to be unbeatable, which is stupid. But if if it were something like, like Trauma Center for the Wii, I really like that game, where it was basically a real version of uh, Operation. Mm-hmm. You literally had to cut the guy open and suture him up when you're done and yada, yada, yada. It was... It was pretty cool. If they could do that in VR... ...that'd be awesome. So before we get into uh, the tirade of what's been going on in our world this last week... Um, ...let's tell you about what's been going on in the Dastardly Gentlemen world. Um, we've been streaming a lot lately. Uh, I recently did a four and a half hour stream of Undertale where... Um, had quite a few uh, viewers there. Had a good audience. But uh, it was a, a genocide run. So murder, murder, stabby, stabby. I'm all about that.
1: Because fuck that game.
0: <laughs> Undertale is an amazing game. Uh, Frank <laughs> hates it. But if you haven't played it's so it... It's stupid. It, it, it's like an old school um, role playing game. And uh, it, it promotes... Those, the proper way to play the game is you have to be friends with people. No, but if you want to you still have the option of doing it classic RPG style and killing everything you come across but yes. then that makes you literally Hitler <laughs> like in, order the, make an o- in order to make an omelette like, like the game gets really <laughs> fucking dark and everything starts turning red and the music gets really depressing once you start killing people <laughs>
1: it wasn't that depressing
0: there was literally no music for a lot of it <laughs>
1: that's good I didn't want to hear it anyway because like, a lot of it was trying to make y'all happy and poor shit like
0: once you got to an area or once you cleared out an area of all living things you would still get those random encounters but it would go but nobody came and it would go dun dun <laughs>
1: yeah. like, like law and order yeah basically But I fucking hate that game why do you hate so- it so much Frank because it's stupid i mean like i don't know i i literally hated every fucking character in that entire game the moment i got to shiv goat mom was one of the best moments in that game and it was right in the beginning and And i was just because i don't know i found her extremely aggravating and she was clearly villainous <laughs> i mean she's obviously the bad guy or at least she's gonna be doing something fucking evil because she's like you know I'm going to go show make you this pie. Wink wink. In other words, like Hansel and Gretel, your ass is going in a pie. The pie was fucking enormous. What are you supposed to think? But then she's got like a a spare bedroom full of a bunch of kids clothes and shit. Kids she's murdered. You know? So, fuck yeah, I murdered her. <laughs> yeah, and she's this- like she's all like show me your t- show me you're strong enough to go past this door. Bitch, I'll go right through your sternum. <laughs> I'm going to open you up like this fucking door.
0: Which is funny cuz when you're when you did it the way Frank did it, without clearing out the entire first area, you actually have to try to kill her. But when you've killed everything in that area and then you encounter her, you one-shot that bitch. Boom! <laughs> wow, you saw it, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I mean, like I I was like, oh man, you you hit that bitch super hard. <laughs> I mean, like I I had to fight her, and it took me while because I didn't I didn't realize that because to me like there were just random encounters. I right. didn't know that there was like. I didn't know that they were, that there was actually like a finite number of things to kill, right. and that was another thing I I disliked about the game. One, you have to play that shit multiple times in order to, in order to really like understand what the fuck is happening, and I hate that. I do. I I don't mind it on a game that actually has a good story, but Undertale both has no story and it has shit for characters, so I didn't want to do it the first time. <laughs> You know, so that I was like, I literally got about ten minutes in the game. I'm like, I hate this game so fucking much that I want to kill everything that I find. And I, if I had known that I had to hang out in the stupid ass area and murder all the little fucking critters in there, then I would have. I mean, like, look, I'm gonna be the guy. I'm gonna be the guy right in the beginning that's just pouring gas everywhere being like, Nah, fuck them. <laughs> no, nah, fuck these guys. And then Jerry, that Jerry the little blob Jerry. critter. I literally, I. I took out so much aggression on Jerry. It was amazing. I just sat there and beat the shit out of him for for like, I mean, like I, I'm I'm like, I don't care if he's not fighting back. I'm going to fucking pummel Jerry into the dirt. Jerry. Oh man. And oh. all the characters were passive aggressive. I, I mean like, like they're like, you know, like, you know, like sniff sadly. Fuck you. <laughs> you know, suck my dick. Sniffy dog. I, I, I mean, they're, Oh god, and then the little like lovey dovey dogs are like, like woof woof we love each other and I'm like woof woof love each other in hell.
0: You know, what I mean <laughs> So anyways, uh I played that game got all the way to the end. <laughs> couldn't uh couldn't beat the last boss. So we ended that about four and a half hours in. Very long stream. It was pretty fun. I'm glad everybody showed up and uh rooted me, uh cheered me on. You know. I did. I showed up. It was good. It was good times. Uh, then I think last night um, I started Castlevania Symphony of the Night, and that was pretty a, fun too.
1: That's a good ass game. I love that game so much. It is a masterpiece. It, it really is timeless. I mean, like, it, it, you know, it doesn't. It's PlayStation One, like early gen PlayStation One, and I just cannot. I don't even. I don't even care. I'm like, I'm the graphics guy. You know, I think that's one of the reasons why I disliked Undertale because I'm like, this game looks like shit. But then, like, you know, like I'm like Castlevania, and I'm like, this is just perfect. And I just, you know, Castlevania and Super Metroid, and I just does this, this, I can't stop playing them. Oh yeah, They're so fucking good.
0: So halfway through that game, um, probably finish it up pretty soon here. Uh, feel free to join me. <laughs> um, but yeah, as far as everything else going on this week, um. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what's happening in the world. <laughs> so, disclaimer: um, Frank and I agree on most of this stuff. So, uh, he's he's going to play devil's advocate. So we're not just a giant echo chamber. So we can attempt to see things from every angle, both sides, you know, that sort of thing.
1: So, so whenever when when you read this or watch this. I, I don't want a ton of comments down below, like you know, oh, you're a fucking racist fascist. Look, stop, stop. I'm just trying to, we're just trying to look at both sides. Just relax.
0: Honestly, we wouldn't mind because we don't get very many comments right now as it is anyway. I would <laughs> be
1: fine with that because <laughs> I will probably, I will probably fight with you. <laughs>
0: All right, so and it'll,
1: and it'll be like, it'll be like twelfth grader internet, it'll be like, I know you are, but what mine. I? <laughs>
0: Anyhow, without further ado, uh, so our uh, lovely president has uh, signed. What was it like? Eight executive orders, give or take. Like I, just, thought
1: it was, I thought it was four. Like in the first, like the first, like day, like it was the like, first couple hours.
0: Yeah, it was it was a lot. Um, the biggest one that he did in the first few days was uh, removing us from the TPP. You don't know what TPP is? That's the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Um, We're—I mean, the the negotiations were still happening, but he basically said, "Yeah, we're out. Peace. There's no way we're going to be in that." Um, which you know, it, it looked like the TPP was going to be a bad deal, anyways, in my opinion. Uh, so I'm okay with it. Uh, i think he could have probably negotiated better but um he's kind of got an isolationist mentality. And he basically says fuck that. <laughs> um what's up, Frank? I'm going to step
1: away from my devil's advocate for just a second. Yeah. Uh, and the, 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 this particular, but what, he he has been so big on on I am going to fulfill all of my campaign promises. And and you know, fine, great. That's what the ba- you you bought you get what you pay for. Yeah. You know what I mean like you, you, he's voted in, you know what his platform was fine. One of his biggest things, this is it's like nobody wants to talk about it, but he so he pulls out the, the, the TPP, one of the one of the main uh, uh, receivers and aggregates, I believe, is China, correct? Um, No, I don't believe China was in that one. I'm gonna look because because I mean, like he one of his big things was. Uh, that he was going to make all these, he was going to get all these deals. Right, they're not, but he was going to be he'd give all these fantastic deals and he was going to win every one of them, you know, and he was going to beat, beat out everybody. Yeah. As far as like all these trade deals and shit like that. So then the first thing he does whenever it's a massive trade deal like this is he backs out within, within an hour of, of being president. Like, I mean, he, he's gone. Yeah. Uh, like he didn't even try. I mean, like he didn't fight for it. He didn't even fucking read it. You know I mean, right. it's like, like, I'm just like, I'm just, I was baffled by that because I mean, he, he came in with like these big dick swinging promises that he's going to like walk into the, you know, the, the trade center question mark and just like throw his dick over his shoulder and be like, who wants to fuck with this yeah. America? And then he was just going to sit there and just fucking whack a mole with this knob on all these other little Asian nations and, and get the best deal for America. But he doesn't even do that. He just left. Yeah. Fuck it. Just gone. Whatever. Yeah. Right, I'm done. I mean, I just, I, I found that, I found that surprising. That that move, I mean, like I expected him to go into it and and be like, no, you listen, you know, because with that that usual, you know, Trump mentality, fucking fuck everything and just make it make it so he he can do it, get where he wants, which is which is fine if it works out for America. But. But you didn't even show up, I mean,
0: like you abdicated, I mean, completely (laughs) without America, this deal doesn't happen. Basically, I mean, no, no. Actually, you're not right. You're not entirely correct there, because um, China was stepping up, or at least people were talking about China stepping up and taking America's place in that deal.
1: And that would be awful.
0: And and basically, the TPP was designed to basically fuck China over. It was it was saying, hey, we want to trade with everybody over there, but China.
1: <laughs> right. But and so, if
0: China fills
1: in that power vacuum. Left uh-huh. over in this deal, where America was, right? You know, that's a superpower taking over for another superpower. That's one superpower that's deflating, and I mean, China will probably get what they fucking want. Yeah, because China's right fucking there. I mean, like China, like, look at these other nations, you know, Japan, Malaysia, per- <laughs> Singapore, Vietnam. Uh, they're they're right next to China. We gonna tell them no? Right? <laughs> I mean, like China's like. That's cute. How about we just circle fucking Singapore? Fuck you. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, <I don't> know.
0: <laughs> okay, so that I mean that alone, I mean like I said, as it stands, the TPP was not necessarily the best deal. And primarily in my opinion, it was because of the fact that we were going to be dealing with a lot of these countries that did not share our sentiment. In terms of I don't know uh, standard humanity, um, basically we told these countries, hey, you can't do human trafficking anymore. You you can't traffic drugs. You can't do things that are fucking terrible. You can't marry thirteen-year-olds. I mean shit like that. Um, and they basically said had to say, okay, we agree. What happens when they don't? You get to we get to police those people now. Because they're not, you know, honoring their part of the bargain by not marrying their fucking children. Not using their children as fucking sex slaves, you know? So, I totally disagreed with the TPP as it stood. Could have been altered in our favor. And I, do I think that Trump possibly would have had an ability to put it in our favor? Probably. But he didn't even fucking look at it. <laughs> he just said, hey, I didn't come up with it. Fuck
1: it. yeah it doesn't have it doesn't have the the orange thumbprint
0: (laughs) you know yeah pretty much uh another thing he did was uh he basically um the executive order he did was to remove obamacare which you can't remove it it's law now um with an executive order it takes i mean you can alter it But as is, you cannot remove Obamacare without voting through the Congress and whatnot. Executive order will not do that. But what That's it not is, how it
1: works. Yeah, It's
0: <laughs> symbolic um, because it's basically saying, hey, here's what I want to do <laughs> by sticking to your campaign promises. This is hard. This
1: is hard to be <laughs> the devil's advocate. I'm like, you know, you know you're right. It is symbolic. whoop fucking doodah. I mean, like a statue out in the middle of a fucking field is symbolic you know <laughs> does anybody care no no one fucking cares
0: <laughs> and that's the thing is like I, I try and look at it from both point of views like so i don't think him.
1: this particular bit is actually really difficult i'm like yeah. i'm trying to find like bits to argue with you i'm like i'm like i, don't know. I mean I don't personally know. that's the thing that's the thing about like a lot of those trump shit I mean, like, you know, he he he's so he, he's he tends to be like severely removed from yeah. from facts and reality. So it's like, you know, like in order for me to argue in in, in opposition to a lot of these points, I have to literally be like, no, <laughs> and then like and just try to find some fucking bullshit reason why. Right. Yeah. I was like, I, I don't know. I, make any, uh, but, uh, I mean, my, my brain doesn't work like that sometimes.
0: <laughs> I just I just don't. that's probably a good thing, to be honest. Um
1: Okay, but I would like to talk about the the, the TPP thing. So, our, sure. so I I would like, I, mostly I like I like to like to to a question. So, are you saying that with the TPP, we actually were requiring that these nations adhere to certain moral values in yes. order for them to be part of it? Yes. And now your concern is that we are going to have to go and police these people. Because they are no, because we're because we're no longer part of the TPP, they can go back and they can start doing whatever Abner like no. uh, amoral things that they were doing before.
0: No, um, the whole um, part of the TPP was that they had to agree to that stuff. So if we were in on the TPP with them, if it passed, then we'd have to, you know, keep an eye on them, make sure they're sticking to their part of the bargain. But since we're mm-hmm. no longer in the TPP, it doesn't matter anymore. That was that's th- great. And, and that's, that's what I was, I was happy to hear that, that he pulled out of the TPP. I mean, like I said, could he have done it better and basically looked at it and maybe put it more in our favor? Probably, and he should have. But he just said, fuck it. So it's not necessarily the most terrible thing to do. Um, like I said, as it stood, it was a bad deal. And him backing out of it better than what we had going for us.
1: I mean, it's a stupid deal. Yeah. You know, you, you can't, we can't do that. We can't tell another nation you're going to have to adhere to these cer- certain set of moral principles. You right. can't. I mean, like, uh, unless, like, it goes against, like, like written law, like the Geneva Convention or, or whatever. Like, a, a generally understood, like, code of conduct. Right. But but there wasn't one for a lot of these nations. And, and so it's like you can't, it's like, I don't care, I don't care who, like, who you think you are, Russia. You can't go into another sovereign nation and tell them how they're going to behave. Yeah, I mean that's called an invasion, right? So it's like you, you can't you can't just do that. I mean, like you, you know, we can't be the world's police. We shouldn't be the world's police. Again, going into another sovereign nation and telling them how they're going to behave, you know. Like, so Malaysia wants to to have people. I don't know if this is true. I'm just picking one because I just fucking saw it. Relax. I just Malaysia picks one. You know that they, they they're going to marry thirteen year olds. You know their legal age is thirteen. Okay. You know, that's that's if if their country has a problem with it their country needs to come up with a solution right america cannot come up can't come into malaysia in its sovereign in its sovereignty and be like you can't do this fuck you right. i mean we will do whatever we want to do until the people decide otherwise right so no that's a terrible idea and that seems like super far left being like you know. This is just. This is not American. We can't. Blah, blah. We have to. We have to force our ideals on these people. This is not God fearing Christian values. No, but that's also not your nation, so it's not your fucking problem.
0: Yeah, and you know, so what? shut up. I, I'm, I might have it wrong. I mean, that's the way I I interpreted it. So feel free to correct me. I'm not trying to spread misinformation because God knows I fucking hate it when people do that. Anyways, but. <laughs> basically, that's what I understood when when it was explained to me, and when I right. what I read, um. We we basically put guidelines out for these countries. This is how we're all going to operate, you know, in this in this trade agreement. And if you don't stick to your part, you know, we're not going to trade with you anymore. I mean, and trade is never not. It's never a bad thing to trade, but it depends on who benefits the most. And a lot right. of corporations got their fingers in those fucking pots
1: here's the thing though like whenever it, whenever it comes to something like trade it should be about the economics it should be about the laws but not it shouldn't be about morality right. in, every, in, in any way you know morality is always subjective and you again like you know you can't make up a trade agreement Be like well we'll come in here with our economy as long as you know you guys stop fucking them boys <laughs> Oh, you're still fucking boys relieving leaving. And it's like, you know, no, that's not, that's not how you make a trade decision. Right. You know, I mean, like, you make it based on, you know, basically min-maxing your input and output. You know, what's going to make the GDP grow? Well, uh, well, I mean, you know, this country sells X and we need it, so fucking buy all of it. Boom, trade deal.
0: Have you ever seen Lord of War? Yes. Okay. You know that part in Lord of War towards the end where... uh I think it's Jared Leto. <laughs> I think he dies. Um, spoiler alert! Um, where He was the brother, right? Yeah. I
1: the- was so fucking happy when he died.
0: <laughs> Basically, uh, they're doing a an, an arms trade with this, I don't know, Somali or some African country. Um, and as they're selling the guns to this band of rebels, they're literally... You know, still negotiating the price. They're literally staging an invasion on on a you know nearby village and slaughtering them all. And and uh, Nicholas Cage, who's the arms dealer, his brother, he's like, "This is wrong. We're we're basically selling arms for them to kill innocent people, and they're unarmed." And Nicholas Cage is like, "You know what? I don't care about that. I care about the money. That's all that matters." He's like, "No, fuck this. I'm gonna do something about it." He gets a grenade, and he. Runs towards the arms shipment, gets shot up, and blows up. <laughs> blows himself up and blows up half the arms shipment. And then the guy that was buying the guns literally just takes a machete, chops the pile of rupees in half that he was going to give to Nicolas Cage, and moves it to the side. You don't get those rupees anymore. <laughs> yeah, because you lost half the shipment. I mean, it yeah. was all business. Yeah, it was all business. It, I mean, he didn't see it as a, like, holy shit, you're trying to you know stop us. He's like, no, nope, now you just get half. It's all yeah, about like, money.
1: Oh, you, you blew up half of your stuff that I was going to buy. It's yeah. not I mean, it's like well then now I only have to buy half and I keep my other half and I'll buy it from somebody else right I mean that that entire I mean like that 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 was all about like you know blood money and and, and you know yeah. the horror of, of of war economics. but at the same time, this is still a the group of people even if you even if somehow some way, everybody got together that sells guns around the world and said, you know what? We're not going to, we're not going to be part of them doing that fucking thing. You know, we're not, we're not going to supply them with guns and ammo and rockets and bombs and other implements of destruction. And, and well, these guys are going to get rocks and knives and machetes and tires, and they're going to fucking kill each other anyway. So, I mean, like, you know what you're like, what are you going to accomplish
0: yeah all that matters nothing. Is, is your nothing bottom, <laughs> is your bottom line i mean and that's terrible um, but when you're when you're talking about these foreign countries the ones that are doing things that are questionable to your morale, moral code is i mean i don't know <laughs> please please dip a little more scorn under that
1: your moral code
0: <laughs> i didn't know how to say it it came out as kind of fucking
1: just i mean just your favorite. your moral code
0: my brain wasn't working anyways um <laughs> I mean that's 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 the nature of the business I mean like you're gonna deal with different people they're not all gonna agree with you right and that's sucks I mean but if you want to trade with other countries they're not, we're not all gonna be on the same page right all like, matters so, so is money be, it's like you
1: know you it's like you go to publishers clearinghouse you know you're gonna get a check for ten thousand dollars and the guy who hands it from you, who hands it to you, is in a fucking KKK outfit. <laughs> do, do you do you say, no, you're a horrible person. I don't want to take that money. Or do you say, thank
0: you. you no, pic- I mean? no pictures, please.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, no, dude. I mean, like, publisher's clearing house. Fuck. Come here. Come on, get get your homies in here. <laughs> like, I'm going to have enough money. <laughs> I could just disappear. Fucking forget it. <laughs>
0: By a whole new identity. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm like, can I get one of those hoods so they can't tell who I am either?
0: <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the TPP deal. You, you got anything else on that? Are you good?
1: No, I mean like, it, I, I mean like, if if that was the basis of it, then it needed to not happen.
0: That was a, a fashion if. Of it.
1: If, I mean, but yeah, but I mean, like, if, if, if that's any part of it, it needs to not be there. Right. I mean, it needs to be reworked and renegotiated just yeah. because like, I mean, it's, you know, again, super condescending, like, I mean, to begin with, like, you know, I, I just, we're like, going to tell you how to live. No, <laughs> no, that's not what we're doing. That's, that's not what America should be doing. See, we I, should, we should live above and be exactly how we should be freedom, America, inclusion, etc. Mm-hmm.
0: And if you want to be like us,
1: that's just awesome.
0: <laughs> but that's the thing, yeah. But it,
1: that's, you don't have to.
0: <laughs> it it also you know came back towards us. Like uh, another facet of the TPP was you know it involved internet piracy. Um, if you're caught pirating something from another country or from another country's servers, that's in the TPP. Um, they at that point, I can't remember the specific wording, so don't quote me on this. But they had the um, right at that point, if the TPP passed, to prosecute you from like, their country. Are we
1: talking, are we talking extradition?
0: Uh, something of that nature. It was something like they can sue you from there, or they can extradite. I know it's kind of a kind that of that would a- be amazing.
1: That would be the cheapest flight to Japan <laughs> ever. Just like pirate some fucking like Konami some Konami software and they come at you and throw the probably little Japanese red cookbook at you and then you get to go to Japan in prison. But I mean, you still got <laughs> to get to Japan, you know? I mean, like, I imagine it's probably actually it's probably a lot shittier than American prison <laughs> <laughs> because everywhere it is shittier than American prison. Yeah, we're pretty uh pretty lax.
0: Um, <laughs>
1: smart weed <read> every day. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, I mean, we we had to abide by some rules as well, and that that was one of them. And that's one of the reasons why all the internet nerds were like, oh, no, we don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: so, I mean, like I said, I didn't know that. So that, okay, yeah, I mean, if you're up in arms about it, it's like. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, but now you just outed yourself. Right. You know, it's like it's like back in prohibition. Never like you know somebody be like, like we're gonna go down to the warehouse and we're gonna start busting up all the beer barrels. And someone's like, oh shit, oh fuck, <laughs> <laughs> like I just out of myself, it. God damn it. Take me away. <laughs> God damn it, Elliot Ness, you're so smart.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that's the TVP. I mean, we could probably go on all the little facets of it, but you know, it don't matter no more.
1: <laughs> no, it doesn't. I mean, it's irrelevant now.
0: Uh, So, Obamacare. He signed uh, his first executive order. uh, Within hours of being sworn in, he signed his first executive order, which seeks to minimize the unwarranted economic and regulatory burdens of the Affordable Care Act. That's it. So, So, I mean, it
1: doesn't actually effectively do anything.
0: It does nothing. I did watch a, a very small snippet of a press conference where he said, we're going to replace and repeal and he, he worded it like this. He said, we're going to replace and repeal. We're going to have a better plan. So, I mean, your deductibles aren't so high. Everybody's, you know, everybody's paying too much money. He says,
1: uh-huh.
0: we're going to replace and repeal with something much better or repeal and replace with something much better. Same week, same day, maybe even the same hour. It's going to happen virtually simultaneously. And I was like, which one is it? Same week, same hour. So I guess, can you, can be you be more specific? What are we replacing it with, though? Like, and then like shortly after that, the his cabinet—I don't know the specifics on it—but his cabinet kind of spilled the beans and said, "Yeah, we really don't know a plan yet, but we're totally gonna repeal it. Like, we're gonna repeal, and uh, then we'll think of something."
1: I I think it's amazing that the Republicans have had so much time. To bitch and whine about Obamacare since it's gone into action,
0: to have literally nothing to show for it. They just wanted to go away. That's all they want.
1: Well, <laughs> fucking join the goddamn club. But I mean, like you—you you could literally come up with fucking something. You are the actual lawmakers of this country. Holy God in heaven! You know, I mean, like you got your—you got your finger on all the fucking information you need. What you gonna do? You know? I right. mean like four fucking years of Obamacare so far and like they haven't they haven't done anything. I mean like what do you like mean, nobody has any fuck doesn't have a fucking idea? Like I mean like any I mean like you know, you pay for your insurance premiums and potato chips. I mean that's <laughs> at this point that's more valid than what they've got, which is
0: Yeah fuck it all. Thing you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's totally there, yeah. Um <laughs> But as far as what? Obamacare is concerned or the Affordable Affordable Care Act in my eyes it was a step Affordable. <laughs> yeah right it was a step in the right direction but it was a total fuck up It was I mean, a step
1: in the fucking like sideways to the slightly left direction where you kind of slipped in a little dog shit
0: <laughs> It was it, at least the issue was addressed I mean insurance companies were going crazy hospitals were going crazy <laughs> And now they're going crazier, but <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking feeding frenzy. Now, I mean, they were addressed. it. This is
1: this is how he addressed it, gentlemen. Uh... Dinner's ready. your deductible is just gonna keep going up forever. <laughs> Ugh. My deductible has gone up almost two hundred percent since I since I had to get health insurance.
0: Oh yeah, mine too. I mean, it's unbelievable
1: how fucking expensive it is. Yeah, it's it's so gotten. Good job, Trump.
0: It's gotten out of control. It really has. Um, but I mean, we need something. We do. You can't just cut people off. But he's gonna <laughs> look.
1: He can. It's the wild west out there of insurance companies. So fuck them. <laughs> we're gonna have we're gonna have two people with debilitating diseases shooting each other in emergency cards that'll be Trump's system he'll he'll put out a finite number of cards for a specific plan but they're not for the particular they're for whoever holds them <laughs> so it's like you could kill a guy and take his insurance card and be covered <laughs> <laughs> Um, you can break into somebody's house and steal their insurance card and you have their premium insurance. There's no name on it, it's just whoever holds it. So like you have like a like a guy that's like all scraggly and nasty and comes in with with like his knuckles are all torn up. Is he just broke into some rich guy's house and stole his wallet and they're like, ah, I got glaucoma. Give me all the weed. It's free. Take all this weed.
0: Oh man. I mean, I don't know. It's... At least that's a plan. Um <laughs> we don't have. And a plan, according to Saint
1: Bastard, <laughs> it's like a it's like the the Mad Maxi Morton Joe plan, you know, yeah. shiny and chrome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so basically, him writing that executive order, uh, all it does is it simply adds further uncertainty to the process. So. Insurance companies and hospitals alike, right now, are like, "What the fuck is happening?" That's um, so
1: good. That's so good. I love that. It is,
0: but because that's... I never know what the fuck is
1: happening with my insurance. Now, so it's nice that they don't know what the fuck is happening either. Right? So fuck them. No, that's so good. I mean, you know, what? if I could, I'd, 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 I'd high five him, and then immediately wash my hands. But I'd high five him for sure. <laughs> I mean, because like that's a, that's a brilliant move. Be like, be like, well, we don't know what's happening. So let's make sure they don't know what's happened. <laughs> Fuck them. Let them figure it out. CEOs are sitting there sweating bullets. They're, they're mopping their brows with all the Benjamins that they've got, <laughs> and they just then they just
0: burn them. Bullshit. You know how corporations fucking respond to uncertainty. Let's. Uh, we don't know how we're gonna uh, tell our shareholders that we've got a loss coming up. Let's uh, let's buffer that with with a gain. <laughs> <laughs> by sticking it to the consumers a little bit more before just, the news hits. Just, yeah, just before you have
1: to, uh, just before you have to like report a loss. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's uh, how they operate, and that's terrible, terrible, terrible. No, I, I think that I think that's a brilliant play. I do. <laughs> I, I think that I think that him fucking them up is just great. I mean, it's like it's like a sack tap to the entire insurance. Like, it's not, it's not hurting, but you're like, oh, 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 I'm uncomfortable, but I feel like I'm going to puke, boo. And
0: it's just, oh, it's just so good. It, it just, make, it makes them sweat, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it can be. It warms my heart. So, this next thing, there was a, a lot of uh, back and forth on this, and it was pretty disgraceful. You sign an executive order to um, take all appropriate steps to immediately plan, design, and construct a physical wall along the southern border using appropriate materials and technology to most effectively achieve complete operational control of the southern border. Those were the terms that were used, the the words, the best words. Uh, Bigly. (laughs) um so before he signed this executive order or i don't know it was about the same time he was supposed to have a meeting with the president of mexico um president of mexico said no i'm not gonna do that He canceled the meeting after all the shit that trump was talking and then, like within thirty minutes to an hour of him announcing that he's canceled the meeting, Trump's like, "Yeah, I totally canceled that meeting. uh It's probably best at this point because they're not going to want they're not going to want to wheel and deal with us uh and then within an hour of that tweet was, "I think we should impose a twenty percent import tax on Mexico." <laughs> Do you ever
1: think that sometimes Trump's press secretary
0: feels like he's in
1: hell. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that like every time his phone goes, the he like, he's like, has anyone seen the president?
0: No, he's dude. Not the, he's not in the shitter. Is he? <laughs>
1: no, I'm like I just, uh,
0: uh, for those oh, of you, God it. <laughs> for those of you that are unaware of who Trump's press secretary is, his name is Sean Spicer. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it was him. But it sounded like it was him because he had such fucking conviction on his first actual you know speech to the press. His first speech to the press was, "You guys are misrepresenting the actual amount of number of people that were at the inauguriza- inauguration." Oh my god, was
1: this the alternative facts guy?
0: Yes, he basically said, "There, this is you can't quantify how many people." We're at the inauguration because uh, Parks and Rec have not released those numbers yet. And then immediately, right after that sentence, he says it was the most attended inauguration in our nation's history. (laughs) And after he's like berates the press for like I don't know another three minutes after that, he says thank you and he walks out of the room. And then one of the people, the press, is like, hey. You can't you can't say it was the biggest inauguration of all time and then say you can't quantify it. <laughs> because you can't.
1: But I mean like
0: <laughs> Hold
1: on. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Guys, I don't think you appreciate how much effort I'm putting into this one. I'm like I'm, I'm racking my brain every time we ha- every time a subject comes up. Okay, no, no. Okay, I got it. <laughs> this, is, this is hard. So, but no, but doesn't it make sense though that like he he wouldn't be able to quantify it because he's not a mathematician? Shut up. So he he wouldn't be able to quantify because he's not a mathematician. He can't just eyeball it. I mean, he wants to be precise. I mean, like this is this is a this is a, uh, this is a presidency and in an institution built off of of precision facts. And He doesn't. <laughs> Shut up. God damn it. <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> look you tried and i appreciate it look
1: like, no, i'm not done i'm fucking going i'm going all the way with this one. Oh god okay anyway so he he wants he wants to make sure that he he's got it right but sh- definitely from his perspective way up there with all the 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 one percent of the one percent um there was definitely a lot of plebeians for sure and i mean they were loud and he he probably peed a little and he was very startled um but there was definitely a ton of people more people than he's probably ever seen in one place in his life um <laughs> so that must be everyone so i mean you can't quantify that because that's a sea of people i mean like in oh, seas yeah, sure. seas don't have a specific mass i mean like you know they just they just are what they are so i mean like you can't count these i mean what are we in second grade, Neil? You're trying to count all the beans in the jar? There was there was like there was two, three million people out there. Easy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing is that like if you literally take
1: I feel like I can work for him now, <laughs> I do. <laughs>
0: if you take a picture of the two thousand eight inauguration or two thousand nine, sorry, and then you put it right next to the twenty seventeen inauguration. You see that there's about I don't know six or seven more rows of people, and, and by row I'm talking probably about another thousand people, like six or seven more rows back, past where Trump's inauguration was, and this is during Obama's. And let's be honest, whether you love or hate Obama, it was a very historical, you know, life-changing, country-changing event that happened when he got elected.
1: Right. So it was. That was the first step. To the falling down into the basement of <laughs> and breaking your leg of this country, and then you can't get back up. And they turn the lights off, and then they they shut the door, and and then you get eaten by a ghost. For sure, I mean that was definitely historic. I mean, if you, by historic you mean awful, then it was definitely historic. <laughs> wow, I feel like I feel like that you you are have you have some rather uh, severely rose tinted glasses, and you're and through those rose tinted glasses, you're not seeing the obvious. Additional rows <laughs> that were not being represented by by your favorite CNN and
0: yeah, man, they other, went other lefty
1: media. Other lefty media. It's just disgraceful. I can't believe it, that you would try to try to shit on his inauguration like that. And it's funny with, that you with you're... unquantifiable facts.
0: <laughs> it's funny that you say it that way because that's the same kind of shit they say. <laughs> it is disgraceful that you would try and call me out on such a thing.
1: I mean, like, you know, whenever we have problems, like China and ISIS, you want to quibble about specifics on the inauguration? Disgraceful. Let's talk about... Look, I'm, I'm running dry here. I'm trying <laughs> so hard. You... I mean, I'm giving myself all kinds of high fives tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I I am. This is fucking really hard.
0: Anyways, back to the, the border wall. So... He wants to impose a twenty percent tax on American uh, Mexican imports into America. Huh? You know who's going to be paying for that?
1: Hey, everybody.
0: Consumers. Yep. You you want your uh, avocados? Shit, take them from <laughs> Mexico. <laughs> like seriously, that's what they were showing. Like I was watching uh, CNN, and the the, the the newscaster literally held up an <laughs> avocado. He's like. You know these things—they come from Mexico. Could they
1: have like been any more fucking offensive? <laughs> I mean, like they're like—he's going to impose a twenty percent, twenty percent tax on imports from Mexico. How are you going to feel by having an additional leverage price on your guacamole, sombrero, Sarape. <laughs> Home Depot workers? They <laughs> <laughs> I mean, help like. Like, could you have really been any worse of a person? Could you have not found fucking anything that came out of Mexico that wasn't just like, you know, ah, fucking Mexicans, right? <laughs>
0: I mean, No, really? seriously, uh, that that's one of the biggest, uh, that's like the only, them and California are the only two places we get our avocados from. Period.
1: I get that. But I mean, like, could they have not picked anything fucking like a little bit more highbrow than goddamn fruit? Or vegetables, whatever. I don't know what the fuck it is. Now, here's I'm just the- saying, like it, it's it's just it's just it's an unfair representation because everybody in America they look... yeah, Because it's always a joke, you know, like, like, oh kick all the Mexicans out. Like, oh well who's gonna do the fields, not you. Uh, yeah. You know, white people white people here. Blah. But then it's like so then like, you know, their big defense is well I mean, where's all our produce gonna come from? Yeah. <laughs> you, there's nothing that was manufactured in Mexico that we would be like, you know, upset by not like, being having to pay more for. <laughs>
0: Fucking really. Well, yeah. I mean, and we also have a lot of companies out there that are run by Americans. I mean, right. They're running out there because it's cheap labor. But Ford Ford has a place down there. Shit. There's a ton of McDonald's down there. Coca Cola's down there. I mean. Huh. It's kind of a silver lining because they're gonna to want to move back to America and actually have to pay real wages, but mm-hmm. then it still fucks the consumer <laughs> because we have to pay more for our products.
1: Right. I mean, I don't know. Um, uh, I feel like let's see, Trumpish. If you're <laughs> gonna have to pay for the wall, it makes sense to charge Mexico because they are the ones that we are building the wall on or against for sure but here's the I, thing, mean, it, I mean it makes sense to make them pay for it because you know it's their fault to begin with but they're not you know paying i mean though no they're gonna pay for it i mean like you know gonna one make way them or another
0: yeah <laughs> one way
1: or another they're gonna charge you
0: so yeah that i don't know i mean we all knew we were gonna be fucking paying for that wall <laughs> i mean it was gonna happen uh there was no real talk wall. real talk i think that if you
1: didn't if you if you, the day that he was elected if you didn't think that you were somehow going to not pay for that wall you
0: were living in a delusion and Cause that's not the way the world works. You don't get to say, "Hey, no. I want a big thing here. You're gonna pay for it." You don't get to that's, say that.
1: <laughs> that goes back to the thing we were talking about before about like you know you cannot go and tell a sovereign nation how it's going to conduct itself. Right. I mean, like, wait, okay, so like side note, we're never while we're talking about that, you know, one of my biggest problems I had with Obama was that there was the uh, I can't remember the 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 rule that Arizona put in place about uh, stopping people that they suspected of being illegal immigrants and i'm like i'm like eh, that seems kind of fucked up but at the same time i understand you know right. because like we were having like a ton because okay we're, we're you know caveat we're both from arizona so right. like this was a big deal at the time because like there was a ton of crime that was happening and it all had a lot of it had to do with cartels trying to run drugs and going all over the place and there was cops getting shot and it was fucking horrible so they put this law into place because there were so many, there were so many drug cartel murders and, and all the other kind of shit happening that one of my biggest problems that I had, and this goes back to the, the sovereignty of nations thing is that we had Vicente Fox come in and stand in the house of representatives and tell the house of representatives that they had to make it so that they, they say he, they, he was ordering Arizona to repeal that law. And then Obama stood there and he, and he applauded and and from then on i hated him because i mean like you you do not let a foreign power tell any of these united states how to conduct themselves right that's not what they do you cannot have a sovereign nation tell another sovereign nation how it's going to conduct itself and then to stand there and applaud it was even fucking worse oh yeah i mean like that i mean like if they had actually been true americans that room would have been dead fucking silent and, or someone would go fuck you america right there <laughs> that man america <laughs> You know, because you can't. I mean, like, no. I mean, because I saw that on CNN, and and they're they're standing there applauding, and I was just like, ninety percent of those rooms should be taken out and shot because like they all just proved the, like their their lack of patriotism. Right. So you know, do I think that the law was wrong? I mean, inherently immoral, yes. Do I think that it should have been repealed? Not entirely. I think that it should have been revised for sure. But I mean, like you, you know, we as Americans get to make that call. Right. He doesn't. Right. So you don't get to fucking tell us what to do. It's just like with Trump and this wall. You don't get to tell you don't get to want something and have someone else fucking buy it unless you're like under the age of 10. <laughs> you know, Santa I mean, Claus <laughs> is Santa Claus or your your grandma or your parents. I mean, but like, man, I sure do really want that dump truck. <laughs> you, know, and, you know, OK, well, you know, OK, maybe maybe you've been good trump is neither 10 and below or fucking good so i mean he does not get his goddamn wall period right (laughs) i can't believe this is even a thing (laughs) you know that's what that's what blows my mind i mean like it's it's just fucking super and infeasible it's unrealistic and it's ineffective it's repeatedly proven to be ineffective what the fuck point is it i mean like you're better off taking all the money that would take to build the fucking wall and hiring more border patrol and actually letting them do their job yes take take the kid gloves off of the border patrol and you'll see that traffic fucking come to a screeching halt yeah rather than just like letting them be like no yeah there's there's like there's like 12 of them out there no i don't know i only got a gun you know no they're fine you know give them guns give them military training put, you know, vets on the the border, put police on the border, let them arrest repeal, you know, and run. I say scans like fucking Star Wars. But I mean, like, you know, run them through a system. Be like, you know, oh, this guy's a murderer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I mean, he tried to invade the nation. Kill him. Yeah. Done. Over. You know, because then, because then you're actually doing something effective. You're doing yeah. what the wall needed to do. But like, you know, if you just build a wall, it's a piece of fucking metal. Well, guess what? A like ten minutes and a little ingenuity, and I bet your you bet your ass that almost anybody that wants to can get over this fucking wall.
0: I'll I'll, I'll break it down to I can't remember who said it, but the very very simple fact about the wall is you build a 20 foot wall, all of a sudden the market for 21 foot ladders have has increased. I mean, that's it doesn't matter what you do to stop them from coming in. They're going to come in.
1: The only thing, the only thing that would actually effectively slow traffic coming over the border. And this is is anti-humanitarian. Shut up. I know. I'm just saying you have to be extreme in order for this to even remotely happen. The only thing that would slow it down is if you just start hanging people off the edge of the wall. (laughs) Like every five feet, you just string somebody up. You know, I mean, like, and you have them running down the entire length of that wall. You know, you get like a guy walking and being like, I'm going to go to America. Ew. I don't want to uh, go there. <laughs> maybe not anymore. You know, or like, you just like, you just like fucking straight up just nail these assholes with like a big railroad spike right to this wall and leave them there. That's the only thing that's going to slow them down. Right. Because, like, you know, even then it might not. You know, like, I get over the wall, I find somewhere to live, I get paid in cash, you know, I live a decent ish life or at least one where not like people are trying to bust into my house to fucking shoot me every 10 minutes. You know, you go back to Mexico. Well, basically the whole country's on fire. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I'll, I'll take my I'll take my chances with the, being nailed to the wall. So I mean, it might that might not even stop them. Fuck. <laughs> While stupid, it's just ineffective. I mean, yeah, it just, it really it's is. ineffective in every way.
0: It's ineffective in every way. It's going to cost a lot of money um and it's going to push people out of their homes. I mean, <laughs> There's a lot of people that live right near the border. <laughs> and they're yeah, getting. There's have a lot of to... lands be taken up, for yep, sure. For sure. Um, I won't talk about the defunding sanctuary cities because that's fucking stupid. But he did sign that into, into uh, effect as well.
1: Was that an executive order?
0: Yeah, that was an executive order. Um, that <laughs> defunding sanctuary city. There's no city defined as a sanctuary city.
1: I mean, it's just let's just lip service for his constituents, and, and that's and that's and that's a sad reality about this president is that is that he's not lying; he genuinely believes that he can do these things, right? And th- or are that, or they that even that? I mean, like that, or he 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 knows he can't, and he's just signing the shit. And like you said, symbolic, so that like you know his his super his super right wingers like you know Rush Limbaugh can sit there and be like, oh my boy, oh my boy's fucking them lefties. You right. know what I mean? Like he he's Defund them. Yeah, no, I mean, bring them down. You know, bring the the hand of the law down on them. It, it's not. No, that doesn't work. Yeah. This year, it's a fallacy that you think that is that is a thing.
0: It's not. Yeah, it, it's just lip service for sure. Um, this one was interesting and also incredibly terrifying. Uh, hiring freeze on civilian government employees. Um, the let's see. Uh, memorandum Mr. Trump issued Monday imposed a freeze on all federal civilian employees across the board in in the executive branch no vacant positions were allowed to be filled and no new positions could be created except in limited circumstances and and the effort is to reduce the size of the federal government's workforce through attrition which is not a terrible idea but at the same time shortly after doing that he kind of got the state department the entire state department to resign they didn't do it of their own free will got them to <laughs> get the fuck out basically you resign or we fire your asses so now at any <laughs> you resign or i'm going to have jim here shoot you in the fucking mouth take <laughs> <So>, a poison <laughs> so never in the history of america has uh, an entire fucking department simultaneously just walk out that's never happened before so
1: realistically it shouldn't have happened this time it, so.
0: that, that is terrifying um, and the state uh, state department I don't know the specifics of their job functions but I know that um, our ambassadors do report to them or they are also you know, comprised of our ambassadors which is concerning because that's our voices and you know, our mouths and our ears around the world that's another step to isolationists. Um, we We have established relations with all these countries around the world, and with those specific people that's why they're called ambassadors to you know be able to schmooze shit over and tell people how it's going to be without you know getting laughed out of the fucking room. they don't exist anymore they're gone, or at least their bosses are gone i I don't know the specifics. I know I sound ignorant, but that's terrifying. That is super terrifying.
1: According to the article that I had read, um, he, he, he did have them all resign. And then, uh, but they, they were like, you know, we're very, we're very strongly confident in the, uh, the subordinates that these people have trained and, and are going to be filling these vacancies. So I'm like, well, at least someone's going to be in there. Someone. I mean, like we don't know fucking who, but someone's going to be there for sure. I understand, and and I, I guess to to a lesser degree, I suppose I, I could say that I applaud the idea of of icing the uh, the heads of the State Department, because into in the views of a lot of uh, I I would say I'm not gonna say, I guess I could say a lot of Americans, because at this point we're we're talking about like a, a very vocal majority now. Uh, of, of, especially Trump's constituency, these people are almost the faces of of an America that has bent a knee for far too long to a lot of people in the world and has not stood up for American values. Not so much American values, but American value. You know, like, I'm not talking about, like, you know, like the, uh, like, you know, peace, love, freedom. I'm talking like, you know, American lives, American dollars, American everything else. So it's like they're not going to. If these people weren't willing to stand up for us abroad and have us d- like just dis- d- make all these promises and all these things, these things what we're going to do, and then our our overall presence in the world is shittier. Well, then why have them?
0: Right. And right. so, like,
1: I mean, I know it's another step towards isolationism because he's gonna he's going to fire those people and then he's going to move people in. But at the same time, I think a lot of Americans. Uh, would not necessarily mind isolationism at this point, where because it's like you know it, it's like you know look we've been fighting we're, we're having a rough time I'm drunk okay I'm gonna go in the other room by myself for a little bit I'm gonna puke and I'm gonna jerk off and then I'm gonna come back and then we're gonna try this again then we'll be fine <laughs> you
0: know <laughs> over the course of a not necessarily days. in that order
1: <laughs> <laughs> I might do both at the same time but you know.
0: I mean, that's that's a valid point. I can see that point. Um, but it's not not terrifying.
1: <laughs> Any step in change, especially a large scale, a large scale step like that is always terrifying. Of course. change and, is scary. And change is scary all by itself. But then to be like, you know, we're removing the entirety of the State Department. Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I mean, like, and the funny part is that, like, you know, a lot of Americans are a lot like they don't really understand the full the full breadth of of what the state department does so i mean like you you know that it involves ambassadors and, and keeping in touch with other nations that's more than what most people do most people are like state department my god
0: what's that
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean like you know my outrage is over because i have nothing to burn it up with i mean like but the, but the, but damn it they're outraged for sure i mean like they have no fucking idea what that means but Damn it! The State Department's gone. CNN just told me that the meteor is on its way.
0: <laughs> oh man, no, that's uh, that's huge. That's like I said, that's a first for our country.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Oh. all right. So let's do these these next two real quick. Um, reinstating the New Mexico policy, Mexico City policy. Um, which, know. yeah, obviously it's kind of a. Basically, it says the last the latest president's memorandum directs the secretary of state to ensure that U.S. taxpayer dollars do not fund organizations or programs that support or participate in the management of a program of coercive abortion or involuntary sterilization.
1: What does that have to do with Mexico City?
0: I don't know. I mean I okay. Why is it called that? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Uh in, okay, in nineteen eighty four President Ronald Reagan uh banned the granting of US funding to health providers and internationally internationally that discusses abortion as a family planning option. I mean to a degree sure. Um it's kind of been it's kind of been back and forth between Republicans and Democrats whoever's in office if it's a if it's the opposite party they rescind it or they reinstate it it's it's been going back and forth forever since mm-hmm. Reagan um i mean i agree that abortions shouldn't be funded by the government in our own country or anywhere else for that matter but there's already a law that doesn't that, that, that bans funding for abortion. So it's, it's not effectively doing anything for us here um, locally. I mean, all it's doing, it's another symbolic gesture, to be honest. Um, and if anybody tells you different, they're wrong. Look it up. Google. <laughs> government does Dude, not... Let me f- Google that for you. <laughs> government does not fund abortions. And I know this for a fact, and not just because of Google. <laughs> I've known people that have had abortions and that are very poor on food stamps and have had to pay every single fucking cent of it yep that's the way
1: the world works and and it just makes perfect sense because we shouldn't have to pay for you know the world at large to have abortions either
0: right and that is probably like you know three percent of what planned parenthood does the other 97 percent is i don't know fucking std screenings uh uh, breast uh, mammograms, uh, you know, counseling, counseling, shit like that. I mean, like counseling
1: is like the biggest thing that they do. Yeah, you know, so, family assistance. That, that's like, you know, man, I don't know why daddy keeps hitting mommy. It just, it's, it's weird, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, let I me mean, bring them
0: down, then we'll talk it out. I think it was. I'm, I'm just spitballing here, but I think it was a, a legislator, um, in Indiana, that got passed. A bill to completely defund Planned Parenthood, period.
1: Uh, that that would be. I think that uh, wasn't that good old Pence. Uh, it might have been Pence. I'm
0: pretty sure that was. I'm pretty sure that was Mike Pence. Um, and 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 you know what happened shortly after that? Within within a couple of years, there was a mass <laughs> spread of STDs. I mean, yeah. AIDS AIDS started running rampant. Uh, yeah. That, unfortunately, it sucks that we have to pay for people's condoms. It sucks that we have to pay for people's birth control as a taxpayer. But I'd rather do it than let disease run rapid. Okay? It sucks. Yeah, I've got money. Yeah, i got to go down to Walgreens and get my, my jimmies, my jimmy hats. You know? But... I'd rather pay for the poor guy to wrap his shit up so that he doesn't fuck everything that moves and spread his nasty disease. He's going to do it regardless. <laughs> so, that's my thought on Planned Parenthood in general. Um, I'm happy with all the services it prov- provides for for its, uh, you know, people that go there. And it's, it doesn't abortion's never been funded by the government. That's all out of pocket. So, in essence, I don't know if there's anything more to that. Um, you know, past the United States, but as far as locally is concerned, yeah, it doesn't fucking change a damn thing.
1: No, and it, like you said, it's never been funded, so it doesn't make any difference. Yeah. I mean, like you know, but 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 that's like a big platform that he can stand on to be pro-life and try to you know give a thumbs up to especially especially Mike Pence because this motherfucker is so angry just overall <laughs> and and then like you know planned parenthood has been like apparently like a, a fucking burr in his dick hole for forever just googling it is just crazy how pissed off he is about planned parenthood so i mean that's a step in the right direction and it's funny cuz like like you said you know locally it does nothing you know, and and that's that's been like, you know, his big, his big how to do. Mike Pence's big how to do. But like, you know, Planned Parenthood is the worst thing on earth. And so now it's like Trump's like, we're gonna make we're gonna make sure that the government doesn't fund abortion.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. Just for you.
1: Yeah, but I mean, internationally, we we shouldn't be doing that anyway. So, I mean, yeah. that, that's fine with me. I'm I'm actually genuinely okay with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's it's a non-factor. <laughs>
1: Next, next,
0: next, next. Oh, you know what's coming next. Last but not least, sign an executive order, greenlighting the Keystone and Dakota pipelines to be built. I'm, I'm again
1: genuinely happy about that. Real, real talk. The 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 facade of the Trumpite is off, and I am actually pleased by that. <laughs>
0: I am and I'm not. I mean, I'm on the fence with it personally. Um, it, realistically, we're, we're still going to be running on fossil fuels for decades to come. Right. Unfortunately. But who knows? Maybe there might be a stride in technology to make alternative fuels viable. But with the, the pipelines in place, we're not going to be looking. Or at least I mean, the no, not.
1: but at the same time, it's like, you know, the trying to get anything out of the solar and wind, which is the primary avenues that they were exploring is so both real estate intensive and fiscally irresponsible at this point that we just, it's just money that we can't be spending. Yeah. And see, like the thing about the oil is that it's there. It produ—it produces just in an, an almost inquantifiable difference in power between solar and wind combined to to power the nation. So if it's the resources are there, they're available. The infrastructure is there. Why are we doing something else? I mean, like and I'm not even saying that we shouldn't do it like later on down the line. But I'm saying is that, you know, right now, as as in the hole as we are, we really need to stop trying to be inventive. We need to stop being Nintendo. You know, I mean, like, you know, it, where it's like we got like these grand schemes about like, you know, wouldn't it be fucking great if, and it's like, no, stop trying to reinvent the wheel, make something that everybody's going to be able to use, make something you can actually make money off of, and then whenever you guys are actually more stable, then try to be inventive. You know, I mean, like once we get closer to being in the black versus being in the red, start looking at solar power, start look which should probably be my first one I'd look at and then start looking at you know like wind energy and, and fucking whatever i mean i don't care some other alternative energy but let's at least get back to like some kind of nominal status versus the like 12 fucking trillion dollars in debt that we're at right now cuz it sure. makes no sense to try to explore other alternative values that have a huge price tag that have virtually nil return so it's like what's the point right all you're I mean- doing is spending money it- <sighs>
0: I mean the, the one of the biggest problems with solar is that and this would be the most viable way to go forward wind is not reliable. I mean it's it's a nice auxiliary bit of power but you can't rely on it as a foundation. Solar hmm. on the other hand needs a lot of real estate and it needs it takes a long time to build solar panels and a lot of money. I feel that they should still be um, produced in mass quantities and still laid out while we're still relying on oil kind of like segue into from oil to solar as time goes on but don't put a fucking stop to it I don't think he has any intention of doing that but I know he frowns on solar I know he thinks solar is a waste but yeah
1: but I mean it's, it's, a, it's solar has been proven on small scale to be to be pretty effective. So I mean like if you if you have housing that's being built, especially like new housing, mm. put a solar panel on your roof. You know, I mean like if anything, that alleviates some of the burden on you as the consumer to produce even like a small sum of electricity so that like you know your electric bill isn't so fucking high. In like if especially like in Arizona where it's 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 sunny all the goddamn time, everybody should have a fucking solar panel. Because you have to run your AC non stop because of how hot it is. Right. If you have like a decent amount of solar collection, you can kind of offset the amount of money that you're expending to run your AC nonstop. I mean, just to alleviate some of the burden on you as the consumer. Oh yeah. I mean, but like, as far as like, you know, like we're, like some of these, some of these Greenpeace idiots have like this idea that they're going to buy like a football field and put a bunch of solar panels on it. And they're going to use that to, to, you know, keep the lights in Vegas. No, <laughs> you're not, you're not even going to power a fucking hotel. Right. Maybe one. Maybe one. Definitely not two. Right. It's not going to happen. It's just just it's not about. It's not enough power. It's like, even... and you're right. Wind farms are absolutely. Uh, they're 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 not only not only unreliable. They're almost irresponsible. Just because like, you know, they can't go too fast, but they can't go too slow. But they take up a fucking lot of room. I mean, they take up a lot of room. And like, I mean, if you ever see one of those things, if you ever see one of them, like, get get like off center. It's it's fucking horrifying. I mean, like I just I was just like, <laughs> because it because it kind of you know, you can see and then after a while, because like the gyroscope keeps going, it's like, <laughs> boomp, 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 boomp. <laughs> I'm like, but those things are so fucking big, like like the the blades, mm. it, it takes like two trucks to carry one of the blades. It, it's it, they're they're unbelievably large. So I mean, like if one of those th- breaks at, at the speed that it's going holy shit i mean like imagine if god got really mad and just hooked up one of those goofy ass three-sided boomerangs just (laughs) you know oh my god it just makes me it makes me terrified on on the way to san diego uh it's like there's a huge fucking wind farm and and i just like i just imagine like all the horrible shit that could happen out there just like it gets all gusty Boom, 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 boom 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 Final Destination, man. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, you get the guy in front of you, just like, the it lands blade first. Bam! Right on his sedan. <laughs> oh my god!
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things I did see about Solar, though, was that if they took out, I don't know, took out a plot in, like, Nevada that took up about a third of the state, which there's a third of the state where there's nothing there, so that's no big deal. It's an eyesore. Who fucking cares? It's Nevada. Um, And they just covered it. Covered it in solar panels. It could power the country.
1: See, and that would be...
0: That would be ideal.
1: Yeah, I mean... (laughs) But then, like, you know, you gotta do the whole, like, you know...
0: People in Nevada.
1: I mean, like... (laughs) I don't know what the. I mean, I I would be really interested to see like what the the potential would be there, like especially like the residual effects of having like that much, I guess, current running from like a, a single location. And would you be like, would you be like a tech guy and be like, oh, it looks like the the panel in quadrant three is over, and then, like you get out of your you like drive up there, and get out of your car, and instantly die. <laughs> <laughs> Just from
0: the, the electrical like, radiation.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's like on the the big aircraft carriers. Where, The radar dishes are up there. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of my one of my friends was on a a Navy ship um, back back in like the the 70s. And he said that even back then, you know, one of one of the guys was goofing around. He fell over the edge in front of one of the the dishes Mm -hmm. and it cooked him and killed him before he even hit the floor. So, I mean, like and that was just one dish. Right. And and one of my other friends, he's in the Navy. He said they were like they they were like throwing hot dogs and shit down there. Mm -hmm. And like the hot dogs were exploding like in mid flight. Oh, and then like birds would swoop in and like, boom, and just detonate and, and just I'm like, wow, that can't be good no. and he, he's like and he's like, I sleep under this thing.'m <laughs> i like the, you're like, out know, they're trying to do drills and like they just kind of tilt it down at you this kills everybody on Nick like, ah! <laughs> just like Archimedes death ray
0: <laughs> Also today. The uh, not really today. I mean, he, I think he did that yesterday. But he uh, went ahead and banned all. What was it seven? Banned, seven countries that that were primarily uh, of Muslim religion. Uh, any kind of travel towards America. Um, we're talking. You talk- said that wrong. It's America. America. Basically, um, he has pulled us out of the refugee program um, for the next, I believe it's 90 days for six out of the the seven of those countries. And the one country, Syria, is banned indefinitely. So, uh, we're not just talking refugees, though. We're talking immigrants. We're talking travel. They are not allowed to fucking come in this direction. And the people that are here that are not U.S. citizens, they're fucking going. They're, if they leave the country, they can't, they can't come back. And I wouldn't be surprised if they sent them out to find them <laughs> and fucking kick them out of the country. We're talking people with green cards, we're talking people with work visas, school visas, people that were here legally already and are not refugees being removed from the country now just take that in it's a, it's a you know big bite to swallow it is happening and it's happening now yeah and, and I understand the argument as well There's, if there's ever uh, somebody to kick out of the country it's uh, it's them because you don't see any other religion actively trying to murder people i mean that's such a bullshit statement in my opinion but i don't know i mean factually no
1: i mean like almost all suicide bombers are muslim sure i mean you're right i mean like and and so far as far as like uh massively publicized mass killings they have almost always been Muslim and I don't mean, I don't mean here because we had like the, the, the idiots like the guy in um, Fort hood, right. Um, the, the guy at the shipyard and I think it was San Diego was shot up the place with a fucking shotgun because he was a, like a, this disenfranchised worker. Right. But I mean, you know, the, there is, there is an actual active force attempting to infiltrate and, and eliminate American civilians. So given that he built his his constituency up wanting to just shit on this group of people. Mm -hmm. I am not I am not only not surprised that he came through with it, because I believe that he genuinely believes that this is going to be a solution. But at the same time, I also don't necessarily think that it isn't a solution. So, I mean, like he, you, you know, if you know where the problem's coming from stop having the problem come to you right and and this idea of extreme vetting i don't know how much more extreme you possibly make it consider there's the only way to vet someone is to actually be able to know where the fuck they came from mm-hmm. and to know something about them but the problem with most of the people that are trying to come in especially the refugees we don't know anything about them anyway so i mean like you know how can you vet it you know being like you know it's just like some guy named Vinny in a fucking turtlenecks being like you want to be in america yes you swear to God? Yes. All right, get the fuck in here. I swear to <laughs> me. Swear to me. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, that's that's what it should be. That should be the vetting process. Just a guy dressed like Batman. like They're in the little room, and then just the lights go off, and then a guy fucking dressed like Batman. Swear to me, you are American. <laughs> I swear. And the, that's the vetting process. <laughs> if they wet themselves, American. Because everyone's fucking scared of Batman. If they're not scared of Batman, that means that they got nothing to live for. That means they're hiding a bomb on them. <laughs> you know, but man, I, you know, I understand. I understand where people are coming from. I understand like, you know, I understand the fear. You know, but th- this is, you know, you can't let fear rule your life. Yep. you can't you can't live every day with your butthole clenched up. That some that some crazy fucker screaming for Allah is going to shoot you in the head. You can't, I mean, you can't live like that it, unless like that is like your legit day to day. Like you are actually in Syria, you know, funny enough how people wouldn't want to fucking deal with that daily. Right. And, you know, I had this uh, discussion with people at work where they were so pissed off because we had these Syrian refugees coming and, and I'm like, well, okay, you know, I'll bite, you know, why, why, why are you mad? I mean, give me, give me your reasons, you know, cause I want to know. And, uh, They said, well, we got these old guys and these men and these these women and children coming in. Yeah, makes sense. Get them out of harm's way. Okay. And then they're like, well, you're also getting a lot of these, like, you know, 20 something year old guys that are coming with them. And I'm like, yeah, fathers. Okay. And they're like, well, they should be back fighting for their country. And I'm like, okay, well, here's the misconception. That's an American's point of view. So, you know, almost every American, like, tried and true patriot, loves this country and, and 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 would fight to the death for the preservation of life, liberty, and happiness for the constitution, etc. for the Republic, cetera, all that other shit. Syria, their government is killing them. I mean like your government is actively hunting you. So it's like what fucking what, what loyalty do you have to this government? So right. no, I wouldn't go back and fight for a government that's attempting to actively gas me, shoot me, bomb me, etc. You know? And second Of course, I'm not gonna go back and fight. I'm, you know, my family, my my family, like like my dad, my children, my wife. I'm taking them all to somewhere else where they can hopefully not die. Do you think I'm just gonna let them throw them to the wolves? Be like, no, you'll be fine. Americans are all super nice to Muslims, right? You know, it's like, would you just leave them alone? I wouldn't. I mean, like, that's fucking horrifying. On the flip side, you look at what's happened to Europe. With all these these the Syrian refugees. And I can really understand blocking them because they've had like a huge spike in gang rapes and all that kind of shit. It's all over the news. You know, how much of that is blown hugely out of proportion is apparently very minor. I mean it's apparently pretty fucking accurate at this point. Yeah. Where there there was a there's a statistical survey where they said that in Sweden, uh one in four women due to the Syrian refugees being being there will be gang raped. So as you're walking down the street in Sweden with has some of the most beautiful women on the planet, one in four of every fourth one that you pass has been gang raped.
0: God damn, that's depressing.
1: <laughs> I mean, like, and, and that's and that's the reality of, uh, but this also goes back to what we were talking about earlier, about the, the whenever we are talking about, you know, you and I discussed the, the, the rape culture, where in these areas, that's normal, you know. She's she's a non hijab wearing heathen. raper. Show her what she show, show show her why she should be covering her head, you know. Right. And it's like that's awful. I mean, that is a truly that's a truly foul way to look at it. But that doesn't stop it from being the reality, right? So I mean, like now you it's the, the, the world has built up this amazing us versus them mentality against Muslims, and it's not I me mean, like it's this this thing of ban against Muslims is not just an American problem, because. Right. Not only are we we denying these people the the chance of not dying, especially since they you know haven't done anything wrong yet. Uh, we're, the Germany and and a lot of European nations. I say Germany because I, I they, there was an actual uh, like a like a motorcycle gang that is running around in Germany doing vigilante justice because their government refuses to step in and, and take care of its citizens. And that is a that is a genuine fear that Americans have where like you know it came about because there was a girl near the the train tracks uh, where they were keeping the Syrian refugees and she was 12 and and they grabbed her and gang raped her and so this motorcycle game came in and and beat them all to death and so now you know in places like Norway and Germany there are these different there's different I, I say motorcycle games because that's the only one that but there are these different vigilante groups that are escorting people home and they're they're really polarized on an us versus them, you know, Muslims stay over there. And if you wander past there, they're probably going to fucking kill you. Right. And, and, and but at the same time, th- that's not unwarranted fear. So, yeah. I mean, like you, you they have they, they've got so you've got the suicide bomber, the mass spree killers. And then you've got like the, the, just like the average citizen who wouldn't think about killing somebody, but they're sure as hell not going to mind gang raping your daughter. Right. So it's like, so, you know, I mean like culturally, Hey, what the fuck people? I mean, like, no, I don't, wouldn't really want them around, but you know, and, and, and like, I, I don't think that's, I think that's the worst part about it is that I don't like that exclusionism because America was built on being, being diverse. And, right. and we're not getting that anymore. We're cutting people out, and that's not American. That's not how Americans operate. But what do? You, how many times do we have to have, you know, a San Bernardino shooting, or or you know something of that nature, where it's like, you know, I open my heart to you, Dave, and you just keep you just keep peeing on me, constantly, yeah. and I didn't ask for it. You know, it's just. How many times do we have to do we have to let people die, before we realize that maybe we should just let them stay where they are?
0: Yeah, that's it's definitely a definitely bad all the way wrong, all the way around. But uh, I don't know, I, I I get where you know people are coming from that are afraid. Um, right, you you had it right. You you can't let <laughs> fear rule your life. Um. And that's exactly what ISIS had been trying to do, is to scare the shit out of people. I mean, to be quite honest, their terrorist attacks, they were numerous at one point. They've kind of drizzled out lately, but... Because they're all dying. They're all fucking dying. We're (laughs) wiping them out, and that's great. But even at their peak, you know, it was happening like once a day. Like, oh, a group of people got shot up. Oh, they disrupted a whole, you know a nightclub here there there everywhere and it was happening but the death toll for terrorism was still lower than i don't know choking on a piece of food you know i mean it's scary to think that these foreigners are going to come into your place of business and fucking take you hostage and probably kill you or saw your head off or something terrible but it's not happening in droves like it sounds like it's happening and and <laughs> if you put the numbers together hmm I yeah I'm in control of the food I eat but sometimes if I'm not paying attention I might start choking and die. okay that happens way more often than you know guys coming into your your place of work and shooting up the place and because of that when you put the numbers together it shouldn't be scary but it is you're, you're just it's just like flying uh, if fear're flying or something like that you're more likely to get you know killed in a car crash than you are flying in a plane mm-hmm So you kind of have an irrational fear since you're driving your ass to the airport anyways. You're more likely to die on your way to the airport than you are flying. It's irrational. It's an irrational fear. I think that it's just because, like,
1: you know, that there is, like, Whenever like you use a uh, an example like choking, I mean that's a that's a perfect example because the, you know there are more people that are killed you know like you said by choking than there are by terrorist activity, and I, but like that's also like you know taking the breadth of humanity at the same time, you know where you have like you're where you're more so likely to choke than you are to be shot by a terrorist. That's true, uh, but but at the same time you know whenever a it's sensationalized by the media, um, unbelievably so yes uh b you were right this is you know about about this this is actually one of isis's overall goals is to prove to the muslim world that muslims and non-muslims cannot coexist right and, and the way that they're doing it is by creating this extreme level of xenophobia so my my feeling as an american is usually fuck you so you know in that case you know if, if we wanted to win if we wanted to beat isis entirely. Now, I'm not talking about bombing them and burning them and whatever the fuck. We should definitely do that anyway. But I mean, like, you know, just, just because like you, you, defeat, you need to defeat the idea. You need, you need to defeat them at their core, at their heart. I mean, you can't, you can shoot at the fuck at of all of them, but there's always going to be like a couple more that are going to try to take it up. But the, the defeat comes in whenever America says you're, we are all Americans, Muslim, Christian, atheist, whatever you're American. You know where the the communities come together is, agglomeration of United States, and we, you know, we're all together on it, and, and that's how you beat them. You know, they don't get to they don't get their ideological win. You don't let them have it. You deny them that, and that's the victory. And, and the fact that like you know we we're we're doing the us versus them, and we're not being exclusion we're being exclusionary to a group of people is just letting ISIS go. Aha! Told you. Yep. And, and it's like, then that we are giving them that win. And that's yep. maddening to me because it's like you need to defeat them in every theater. And that includes the ideological fight. Yep. You can't just soft serve them a fucking victory like that. And that's all we've done. And, and we've done it out of fear. And so we've done t- two things that we needed to not do one, give them the victory. And two, do it out of because of knee jerk reaction of fear. And, and it's unbelievable that we've done it. And it's horrifying that we've done it.
0: And, a- Top that off, I mean fear has been running America since fucking nine eleven. It's Okay, so the the fucking twin towers go down. Um that then spawns the Patriot Act. Worse ugh. Okay. Yeah, I mean I won't go too deep into that, but because of that fear, we have a knee jerk reaction of, oh my god. Uh, government please save us do do what you gotta do here have all the power you need literally if you don't know if you're not familiar with the Patriot Act and this is why Trump is able to do some of the stuff he's doing right now Patriot Act allows um, the government or a government entity to perform any action it needs to to fight terrorism at all costs so that means illegally detaining somebody indefinitely, with no it's, gi- no it's trial. given
1: you it's given the government a, 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 a blank check to your freedom. Yes, and and it has the absolute right to deny you every facet of the Constitution. I mean, they they can literally come in and just wipe the Constitution on their ass and then throw you in a dark hole and you will stay there forever.
0: Yes, it's it's basically the same exact thing you see in the Star Wars think in episode two where Jar Jar Banks fucking decides oh I'm gonna give emergency powers to the Chancellor so that he can create an army of the Republic and he's totally gonna you know release those powers once the war is over trust him once you have the power you're not gonna let go of it ever as seen as you know 9-11 was in 2001 <laughs> Patriot Act and- still exists It still exists,
1: and we're and we're still in a we're still in a consistent state of war. Yes. And and, you know, and and like you know, it's like if you do do you you know, it's with Trump. You know, do you really want to lower like you know get the GDP higher? Good job with the oil. Stop going into so many fucking wars. Yep. I mean, a consistent state of a consistent state of virtual total war is what is going to deplete your nation, and that is where we are. We are in a, we're in a state of total war against terrorism, where every facet of the nation is bent towards the annihilation of terrorism. Problem is, terrorism is pretty fucking vague. Yep. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, the war on terror. Well, I mean, like, you know, like what? You know, whenever, it's like World War II, we actually had, we could fight a war to get a better peace. The problem with terrorism is you'll never get that, ever. Right. Because it's, again, it's an idea. So, I mean, you have to fight an ideal with an ideal. And they're extremists. You'll never do that. You have to kill literally all of them, and you'll never be able to do that because they'll just go underground. Unless you're talking about turning whole nations into glass, please don't. <laughs>
0: Seriously. All right. Well, let's do something positive here, uh, or at least something funny. <laughs> I mean, we could literally talk about this for days. Yeah. Um, we're gonna wrap it up, but before we do, let's do uh, let's do dastardly deeds. <sighs> All right, so this is going to be a different one. Um, It's going to be a lot like the $20,000 pyramid. I'm going to ask Frank some questions. Oh, no. But all of the uh, answers are sourced from Urban Dictionary. Oh, no. (laughs) I had to dig for some of these, so. um... (laughs) All right, so I'm going to give you a description of a word, Frank. And uh, you tell me what that word is. And if you win, you get a prize of my applause and admiration. Um, Okay, so do 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 I want do I want applause and admiration for? I don't think I do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had to dig because there's a bunch of shit on that site. All right. So, anyways, all right some of these are gonna be dirty some of these are gonna be not so dirty all right here uh, we go. if there's,
1: if there's sex ones I actually might get them
0: <laughs> what is the buildup of skin and other crud found between the foreskin and the penis what sphagma? smegma?
1: <laughs> that's not that's that's a legit thing though it's not even Urban dictionary well that's an know. actual thing
0: okay all right it's <laughs> an easy one for you and okay, a I lot appreciate of, that. A lot of, that, was my that was my $100 block. $100 block. All right. Ding. All right, so. <laughs> I've only got six of them, so. Um, next one is, a description of an event, situation, which is characterized by a ridiculously inordinate amount of frenetic activity, disorganization, and chaos to an absurd degree. Often associated with extreme ineptitude, incompetence, and or sudden and unexpected failure. A description of an event. Two well, words.
1: Like, I guess like I'm,
0: I'm drawn away on what it could even be. I know, it's kind of vague. Um... Disorganization and chaos to an absurd degree. An event like bit. We're talking urban dictionary here.
1: Man, I don't even know. I mean like I trying to like hazard a guess.
0: It's something you say all the time. Do I really? Yeah, it's actually something we all say all the time. I'll give me five like, seconds. F-
1: like fucking crazy.
0: Mmm. It's a it's a noun. <laughs> Shit show.
1: Oh no! <laughs> right, I do say it all the time. Fuck! That's awful.
0: Okay, this next one's pretty funny. Your way to say to God, you can't fire me, I quit. Suicide? Ding ding ding. <laughs> Good. Suicide
1: Good. isn't always the answer, sometimes <laughs> it's definitely the question. <laughs>
0: Uh, should we show the suicide hotline number down here? <laughs> I mean, we probably should put it in the description. <laughs> if you're feeling sad, you can talk to us. Anyways. No,
1: don't talk to us. Talk to somebody talk to somebody professional, please. <laughs> don't talk don't talk to us. I'll just <laughs> cry with you, it'll be
0: awful. Alright. This one is visible clumps of nose goblins often found clinging to nasal hair boogers what's another word for boogers snot crusties keep going i'll give you like three more
1: (laughs) i don't fucking know all
0: right i'll tell you what it is i can't bats in the cave oh i never heard that one never heard it so i feel a little better you got a visible booger hanging your nostril, it's called a bat in the cave.
1: A <laughs> cave bat.
0: Now this one's cool because it rhymes. When you've got to go, but your ass says no. Like,
1: like constipation, stopped-up gutters.
0: Ooh yeah, constipation.
1: <laughs> oh okay, I, I I actually expected it to be like you know some quippy
0: I guess no it was more the description that was quippy gotcha (laughs) alright and this is what uh, we're pretty much doing as a nation right now doing something that is a complete waste of effort and time for which you can expect no results and may even backfire on you democracy (laughs) (laughs) I mean yeah but no it's it's a phrase say it again Doing something that is a complete waste of effort and time, for which you can expect no results, and here's the key here, and may even backfire on you.
1: Well, like Murphy's law.
0: No. I'd say you're in the wrong thought process there. Hmm. I don't know. Pissing in the wind.
1: Oh, well, that's definitely going to backfire on you.
0: (laughs) I mean, like, if you were
1: pissing in the wind, it's definitely doing the literal backfire.
0: Yeah. So I'd say you got three. You got three? Yeah, you got three. Three out of six. Not too bad. Not too bad. No, I mean, for Urban Dictionary, that's pretty good. Yeah, especially since these are pretty vague. Well, that's the show, folks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. This was a long one. (laughs) Yeah. Um, we got pretty passionate there, and, uh, we're not always about the funnies, you know? Sometimes we're trying to be informative and bringing the, uh, the world to you, because you may not have time.
1: Yeah, get you to think think a little outside the box.
0: Yeah, and, um, we did get some good feedback not too long ago about the podcast, um, we're happy to be your entertainment while you're uh, commuting to work, so, uh... Keep, keep the comments coming. Keep the feedback coming. We love it. Um, if you have any suggestions for topics going forward, or if you just have questions for us, we're, we're pretty much an open book. Um, get us on Twitter. We're at Dastardly Men, Or send us uh, an email, uh, mail at DastardlyGentlemen.com. You can hit us up on Facebook. You just search for us. Um, I mean, we've got a whole bunch of different avenues to where you can contact us. Uh, so... Reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Um, We'll have another podcast out pretty soon. But until next time, we'll see you later. Bye!